What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Recording try number two, because guess who forgot to hit the record button? I did. Luckily, I was only a couple minutes into it before I realized that I'm a dumb fuck. Um, but what a way to kick it back off after my return from Ireland. Uh, I am back. You might be able to tell that I'm a little bit congested. Promise it's not the COVID. It is not. Um, turns out that Ireland weather is very silly. Just as an FYI to all who wish to go there. It's a beautiful country. I had a wonderful time. But no air conditioning is a very separate conversation that needs to be had at some point. Because that's just... Whew, sheesh, that's stupid. Um, but people don't realize how, how north Ireland is. It, it's pretty up there. So it'll go from, from, from hot-ish to cold, to windy, to cloudy, to rainy, to sunny, and foggy, and all back again within the span of two hours. It is a shittier Florida, as far as weather goes. Uh, but I had a blast. So much fun. Uh, I think those weather fluctuations are why I'm a little congested. Um, I didn't know whether to wear shorts, pants, a t-shirt, jeans, a parka, snow boots. I had no fucking clue. Uh, but we, we survived. We persist. Um, I'm stoked to be back. I've caught up on all content. Uh, other than playing the new rank season, because I don't want to punish myself yet. Um, turns out you can finish an entire program, the Dog Days of Summer program, 500k uh, XP, in less than two days, if they have enough content just sitting there waiting for you. So I was able to do that, caught up, got the cards, uh, Pedro Martinez, pretty damn good, turns out. Not great, not as bad as last year, so we've made improvements there. Uh, today, though, we're going to be talking about a very rare, very, like, Stop the presses, mark it in your calendars, holy shit, can't believe it. Very rare SDS win. Content largely has been very good, but they've fucked around with some things that they shouldn't have. They did a good thing this time, so we're going we're gonna to give them credit for the extreme program. Maybe not as extreme as it has been in the past, but still, the extreme program. Uh, but first, I just, guys, I just want to take a look at the calendar of upcoming content. Uh, there's some stuff on the horizon. Nothing groundbreaking, but just some stuff to be aware of. Um... On Tuesday, new mini-season. Super cool. There's a new player coming out. It only took them four months to realize, oh, we should we should give them new players in mini-seasons. So I have not touched mini-seasons since the last... Uh, exp I, I still hate calling it exploit, but the stub method for mini-seasons. That hasn't existed in about a month. Maybe there'll be a new one this time around, but at the very least, a cool new player award to play mini-seasons for. So I might actually torture myself and do it. Hopefully a patch comes out with mini-seasons that fixes it. Don't get your hopes up. Um, the more important things, two more important things on Thursday at noon Pacific time, three Eastern, two central, one o'clock in your, in your dreams. I don't know. Uh, new feature program. It's a two week feature program with question mark bosses. Um, I do not personally enjoy the two week feature programs. I prefer the three or four week where it extends to like a million XP or like one, you give us more than that. Even 1.5 million. I don't care. Um, I don't know thematically what is happening on September 1st that could fit a two-week program. Uh, I'm certainly intrigued, certainly ready to see what we got. Uh, I would imagine some more Flashback Finest in there. That's just a guess. It's very clearly time of the year for Flashback Finest. Um, also on Thursday, roster update. I am not a stub advice giver, nor am I an investment giver. However, I am sitting on many Corey Seegers and several Bryson Stotts. Use that information how you choose. I'm sorry if you lose stubs on it. I am not liable for any losses. I'm just saying that I got all those cards at quick sell value. So I am losing zero stubs. Uh, but I have a lot of Bryson Stott, a whole lot of Corey Seager. I'm hoping Corey Seager gets closer to like that 84, maybe even diamond range. He's at 82 right now. 
Bryson Stott is still a 74, and that dude for the last month has been hitting the shit out of the ball. So he should he should go up to like a 77. That's my guess. Um, you guys can come back and, and you know yell at me if I'm wrong. Also on Thursday, the new event, it is two Retro Finest players. Very clearly, Retro Finest is a point of emphasis right now, as evidenced by the Extreme program that we will talk about and some other stuff. Um... I don't know if there will be a... <clears throat> excuse me. Got a fucking... What in the hell? I swallowed like air. I don't even know. <clears throat> Retro Finest Collection? I don't know. That would be super cool. It would probably be an absurd card. Who knows what it could be? No guarantees, but clearly there's an emphasis. So just start stocking up. If you've been a little uh, little lazy, a little lackadaisical, a little hesitant to pull the trigger on some of these Flashback Finest cards, stop. Buy them. Um, we will talk about the roster update event and next feature program in the next episode, of course. Uh, also a future us problem, but worth noting because it's on the calendar. September 9th, next, next Friday, uh, August monthly awards. Lightning legend Jim Tomei will be unlocked for everybody's benches because he's going to be max against, uh, well, he is max against righties. We don't need third baseman or first baseman anymore, as evidenced also by the extreme program. So he is bench fodder, but he's very good. Um... I don't know who the other cards would be. Corey Seager, we just brought him up. He's been hitting the shit out of the ball. Um, he'd be a really cool card to get either as a henchman or a lightning. But we'll see. We'll talk about that when it gets closer. Uh, for now, though, let's talk extreme. For the uninitiated, if you're new to MLB The Show 22, thank you so much, and I'm sorry, that you've chosen this podcast as your news and opinion source of the game. I appreciate you very much, however. The extreme program... Uh, was it MLB 20? It was not an MLB The Show 21. They skipped it last year for whatever reason. Uh, and it was in some other iterations before 20. Basically, as it, it speaks for itself, it's an extreme program. It is meant to be incredibly difficult. Hall of Fame, legend difficulties, uh, conquest maps that you have to restart over and over and over and over and over again that take hours. Showdowns that are just fucking mind-numbingly hard. This year, um... I would call it more of the very tedious and annoying, frustrating program. Not extreme. I finished this over the course of two sittings. It probably took eight to ten hours. Again, over the course of two sittings. That is not meant to be a humble brag. There are probably still some people who are struggling with certain aspects of it. The point of this episode is to hopefully help you just a little. Um, but I did not find it very hard. The moments, mostly veteran and all-star. The requirements within the moments were more difficult than your typical moment, but they were still on an easy difficulty. Um, there was one moment on Hall of Fame, and it only took me a couple tries. Uh, the Conquest, really easy! You could play every Conquest game on All-Star. In 20, I remember you had to play some Hall of Fame ones to make it work. I accidentally hit the back button, please excuse the screen, thank you. Um... Not that bad. The showdown, in my opinion, is the hardest part, and I did it on the third try. So, like, it's not even that bad. Again, though, everybody has different ability levels. Everybody has different stick skills. The point of this episode is to hopefully help you out, give you just little tips and tricks. I can't do it for you. Um, I guess, theoretically, I could. I'm not going to, but, like, theoretically, I could. Uh, I, I'm just going to walk you through some of the things that helped me. Just some advice. Just some opinions. Take it or leave it. It's up to you. Um... The rewards, first of all, though, is what we're going to go through. Because this is what makes it a rare win. It was actually a little disappointing, in my opinion, that it was not harder. That sounds stupid. But the point of the Extreme Program is to be a grind. It's to give you something difficult to do that when you achieve it, you're like, Oh, fuck, yes, I did it. 
Like a, a big dick pissing contest. It's not exactly what this is, but the rewards are still very good. Okay, so first off, at 15 program points, you get him very quickly, and that is done intentionally. It's 99 flashback finest Kerry Wood. You see, I have him P4. It's kind of because you have to, um, to, to, to advance, to finish the program. So, Kerry Wood, very clearly, in my opinion, is the quote-unquote worst card in the extreme program. I would rate him at about a C, C plus, as far as uh, just just card that you can use. Um, 112 hits per nine to start. I'm trying to subtract four from everything because I have P4. 112 stamina, 112 hits per nine, which is very good. Um, Ks per nine is insane. Pitching clutch is a waste, but it's insane. 99 velo, 99 break. He's got outlier on his fastball, a cutter that's super slow, so that's a good combo. You guys know I love my fastball cutter combo. Slurve is pretty nasty, changeup's pretty good. The problem is, he doesn't know where his changeup, 12-6, or cutter are going. It's behind my face, so you can't see me. Uh, see it, rather. But they are fucking abysmal. His BB-9 is bad. His control is bad. His He is effectively wild, because... He's big leg kick. He's got a nice arm angle. It's hard to read the ball. The fastball fucking jumps out of his hand like like a like a bazooka. I can understand people using him. I'm not gonna laugh at somebody if I queue into a rank game and I see Kerry Wood. I totally understand. Not my favorite. I need pitchers who are gonna put the ball where I want him to put it. But again, he's not that fucking bad. He's just not incredible. It was an interesting choice. For a extreme reward for a pitcher. It's better than the Nate Pearson they gave us in 20. But not by much. So, Kerry Wood. Next up. Sheesh! 99 flashback finest are all this Chapman. Um, this card's disgusting, as it's meant to be. We've never gotten a 99 Chapman to my knowledge. Somebody's gonna correct me. I'm pretty sure the, the highest we've gotten is 97. I'm probably forgetting something. But he starts, I'm at P1, doesn't matter. 125 hit 9, 125 K9, 125 clutch, 99 velo, 99 break. Dude is a flamethrower. He throws a sinker. He doesn't have a splitter, he throws a sinker. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say here. This is an A-plus card. This is the best reliever in the game. If not the best, the second best. He's insane. Um, I had P5, face of the franchise, 90 overall, or oldest Chapman. Now I have this one. Uh, just, and not hard to get, like, you get them at 60, 60 stars, you, you get them pretty simply, you don't have to finish the entire program to get them, uh, so Chapman is an A+, plus, not even close, incredible, now, in my opinion, Chapman's an A+, plus. these are, the next two are my two favorites, though, the, my king is here, former favorite player of mine, Robinson Cano, has a 99 overall flashback finest, as you can see on the left-hand side, if you're watching on YouTube, I just pointed the wrong direction, because I'm stupid, I was the 25th person to get him to P2. I am not doing an insane P5 grind for this man's, but I am going to make sure I P5 him quickly enough. Um, right now, there is one person at P5, one person at P4. Three at P3. So actually, I could make a, I could make a little sneaky run uh, at being in the top 10. I'm not going to, but I could. I'm hitting 468 with a 510 OBP with nine homers and 47 at-bats. Robinson Cano is insane. Is this all in the All-Star event? Yes. Granted. Granted. This card fucks. He has an insanely quick swing. For some reason, it has the shift, and he hits balls the opposite way very well. So this card is nuts. He has 97 fielding to start because he won a gold glove in 2010. 
objectively speaking, this card is an A, not an A+. His power right starts at a 90. I think it's plenty with his high contact and swing. He's better power-wise against lefties, and I think that's more important when building a card like this. I think his card's an A. He's my new second baseman. This card's nuts. He is an A. Also an A, the quote-unquote big boss, Josh Donaldson. 2015 uh, Flashback Finest. Retro Finest, whatever the fuck it's called. We all know how good Donaldson's swing is. He's a fucking absolute maniac against lefties. Diamond Fielder at third at P2. I am hitting 44 at-bats. Again, all the All-Star event. 659. 11 home runs, 22 RBI, 8 doubles. This card is absolutely insane. Remember when I said there wouldn't be a card that moves George Brett off third base? I lied. However, the little curveball in that is George Brett is now my first baseman. Um, dude, this card is absolutely insane. He's an A. I, he might be an A plus two. I don't know. I love this card. Um, it is actually incredible that SDS did this. I'm stunned. After so badly fucking the Ken Griffey Jr. release, they actually gave us cards built the right way. Shocker. Shocker, I know. Um, before I actually go through the extreme or not as difficult as you think it is program with you guys, there was a lot there about what cards I've added to my team. Let's just do a quick lineup update so you guys know where I'm at. And then we will give all the advice in the world. That is my all-time Yankees team. Don't look at that. Here we go. Main squad. So, you'll see significant changes here. My left fielder is no longer Austin Riley. It's actually Jackie Robinson. Um, Austin Riley was doing well for me, but I couldn't take Jackie out of my lineup. He is my true leadoff hitter who has sneaky pop. So I play Jackie in left field for now. It's actually kind of stunning that at this point in the year, Jackie Robinson is a starting caliber outfielder. Ken Griffey should have been. Um, we still don't have a good Mike Trout or like a, a, a God tier Mike Trout. Um, They've actually been kind of lagging a little bit with outfield drops. Mickey Mantle sucked donkey dick. But this is kind of, these are the cards we're dealt. I'm not upset with an outfield of Jackie McCutcheon and home run derby Juan Soto. I think it works. I have no problem with it. But that's my outfield as of right now. It is very likely that you have a different left fielder, maybe even a different right fielder. But, but that is the way I see it right now. At third base, Josh Donaldson. At shortstop, Future stars O'Neill Cruz. This card is disgusting. It, he pisses on literally everything he touches. Even if he doesn't touch it, he pisses on it. Uh, Robinson Cano playing second. George Brett playing first. He doesn't get shitty animations at first. Josh Donaldson is objectively a much better defensive third baseman at third. And then catcher. I am waiting for the heavens to give me a 2007 retro finest Jorge Posada. He had a 153 OPS plus that year and hit 338 with 20 ding-dongs. That card would be a fucking sex dream. But for now, we have Johnny Bench, and boy do I hate it. Uh, Joe Maurer is outclassed at this point. Gary Carter is outclassed at this point. Yadier Molina is a laughable excuse for a catcher. I hate Mike Napoli's swing, though I totally understand why people use him. So Johnny Bench it fucking is, at least for now. Um... Listen, I'm hitting 459 and 37 at-bats. He's got a weird swing. On All-Star, I haven't had problems. Let's see what happens when I play ranked on Hall of Fame. Um, but Johnny Bench, he's here for now. At the very least, he's got sneaky pop if he runs into one and is a 95 fielder with a 95 arm at base. Plus 47 or 46 speed, I guess, is not the worst for a catcher. He's not a slug. 
Um, so that's that. I mean, the bench is, is no different. The pitching staff is much different. We still have Randy. We still have Nolan. We have Pedro, 99 Mike Messina, and I'm covering him, uh, 99 Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke tips his pitches. I totally understand that. When I unlock Cole Hamels for World Series, that will be my five-starter. But for now, we got Zach Greinke. Uh, the bullpen, no different except we have 99 Chapman. So just a quick team update for you guys. I think it's valuable to see how the teams are looking at this point in the year. That, in my opinion, is the God Squad. I have every card except for Cole Hamels and Willie Mays. And I don't think Willie Mays makes the God Squad. Cole Hamels should. I don't think Willie Mays does. Um, Willie Mays' swing is poopy. But guys, let's let's actually talk about this program now. So, I am not going to enter any of the moments or do the showdown on, on um, recording here because I've already done them and it'll take too long. But I will go through everything and give you advice. The first moment, Griffey takes liftoff. It's on All-Star. You need eight home runs in eight games. I did this on the first try. It's not hard. It might take some restarts, but it's on All-Star, which is like the standard pitch difficulty for everybody. It's not bad. Ken Griffey Jr. on All-Star is fine. All you have to do is hit eight home runs. You play the Yankees, the Indians, or sorry, the Guardians, sorry, uh, and a third team that I can't recall. I got a little bit lucky. I hit three home runs in the first game, and that means I had seven games. I hit five more. So I coasted, and I finished with like one extra game to spare. This one is just not difficult. It might be frustrating. It might require restarts, but it is not hard. We need to separate the word difficult from unattainable, right? This is a very attainable, easy-to-do mission. It just requires some consistent play. It just requires a couple restarts, a little bit of good luck. It's not on Legend. If it was on Legend with eight home runs in eight games, we could call it difficult. It's on All-Star. It's not bad. Same thing goes for the next one. Kerry Wood racks up 20 strikeouts in a game on veteran. Not hard. First try. Knocked it out. Done. Only restriction is you can't let up two runs. Listen, I walked the first batter of every inning on purpose so I could pitch from the stretch. I still didn't let up any runs. It is not hard. 20K is frustrating. Might take a restart. Maybe you accidentally let up a cheap hit in a home run. That doesn't make it hard. It just makes it a little frustrating. But you can do it. I promise. This one I found incredibly frustrating. Again, not difficult, but just fuck. He, Carlos Delgado can't hit lefties, and you are guaranteed to face Garrett Clevenger or Clevenger at some point. A four-home run game for Carlos Delgado just means you only need 10 total bases to end with the show, so thank God. Extreme moments of the past might have actually made you hit four home runs in a game. They really, really diluted the requirements here. Two homers and a double, two homers and two singles. Very easy to count to 10 here. Um... This one took me some time because, God, he can't hit lefties. Got to get a little bit lucky. Got to square something up. But again, not bad. Really not bad. This is the first one that you're allowed to call difficult. Because I sure do. This took about 45 minutes. It's on All-Star, so that is helpful. In the past, you would have had to do this on Hall of Famer Legend. Again, keep that in mind. But you're down 7-1 to the Mets in the... Is the top of the ninth or bottom of the ninth? I can't remember. Uh, no, top of the ninth, you're down 7-1, you have to win the game. You can go to extras, so that's helpful. You don't have to do it all in the ninth, you just gotta technically score 6 in the ninth. Um, but yeah, this one just requires some patience. Take pitches. Pick out your... Fa Edwin Diaz is gonna throw you pin straight fastballs. Just sit on it, pick a spot, hit it when he throws it to you. Be patient. Lay off the slider. Um... 
that's the best advice I can give you. Just a friendly reminder. Warm up somebody in the bullpen. Because if you do go to extras, you are going to have to pitch. And it's nice to have a warmed reliever as opposed to a not warmed one. Um, but this can be done. It is not insane. It is, it is not extreme. It's hard. This one's hard, but it's not that bad. This one sucked, dick. Um, it's on veteran, but it still sucked. Before you make one out, you have to hit three home runs against Garrett Cole. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean three home runs in a row. You can walk, you can single, you can double. But before you make one out, you must put three baseballs over the fence or somehow inside the parking. This took quite a while. You're doing it with your Diamond Dynasty squad, so at least that's good. So you can stack your lineup at the top with... Not even the top. Put the whole lineup lefties. Lefty power hitters. If you choose the power swing, that is your prerogative. I did not. For the Ken Griffey ones before, I did power swing. For this... I just wasn't feeling it. This can be done. It is certainly frustrating. My advice, like I said, lefty batters who hit for power, but also anchor your PCI low and really be intentional about clipping the bottom half of the ball. I I, I know that sounds difficult for, for even people like me who never know where his PCI is going, but try to intentionally clip under the ball. Pick out low pitches. Hunt low pitches. This way you can clip it, get a little loft. It's gone. This one, Shohei is a unicorn. Easy. Once you hit two home runs in a game, it's easy. I should say that. It's on veteran. Hit two home runs in the first game, strike out 13 in the next game with no restrictions. You can let up 89,000 runs. Strike out 13. Super simple. Not even going to spend time on it. Uh, I found this Chapman one easy. It's on All-Star. You have to strike out 10 batters without giving up a hit and without walking two. Obviously not letting up any runs. You have five games to do it. It's all save situations. One of them's a one-out save. You got a three-outs, this, that, and the other thing. It's not bad. Just throw fastballs. It's on All-Star. It, 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 this one, even if you let up a hit, just cue it up again and start. You'll get it within 15 minutes. It's not bad. I promise you that. Rally time. This one I found easy. Enter a game down four in the bottom of the eighth on All-Star. So now this time it's on All-Star, and you have two innings to score four to tie. Five to win. Not even worth spending time on. Edwin Diaz will never come out of this game. He'll throw 97 pitches. Still there. If he has to come up to bat, he'll come up to bat. He doesn't get pinch hit for. Just be patient. He will start floating pitches over the middle. That's my advice. Put all lefties in your lineup. Go to town. Simple as that. Uh, this one's a... <laughs> This one's a little deceiving. Win a three-inning game with your Diamond Dynasty squad against a team of the Devs' favorite players. It's on Hall of Fame. The Dev team starts with a two-run lead. It's not actually a three-inning game. You begin the game in the seventh, and you're down two. And their pitcher's Nolan Ryan. This one was tough. I'll give you guys that one. This one was actually on Hall of Fame. The opposing team can hit a little bit. It's not a real God squad. There's some stupid players on it, like Jimmy Rollins. Um... No offense to the real-life Jimmy Rollins, but his cart in this game is poopy. Real-life Jimmy Rollins is a fucking G. I love real-life Jimmy Jimmy Rollins. Um, just keep trying, guys. Nolan Ryan's going to throw balls. Don't swing. You could literally put your controller down, close your eyes, and five minutes later, you might have bases loaded. He's going to walk people. So just be patient. Sit on fastballs, interrupt, hit him if you can. It's it. You can do this. It's only down two, and you only got to get nine outs. So it, it's attainable. It's a little challenging, but it's attainable. Last one, I actually thought this was like the easiest one, shockingly. You pitch two innings with Albert Pujols, strike out at least a batter. They have to be perfect innings, by the way. 
And then in the next game, he hit a ding-dong. It's not bad. It's on veteran. It's not bad. Those are the moments. I did the moments in two and a half hours. Roughly. Give or take. It's not bad. In the past, those moments were literal hell on earth and would take some people days to do one. This should not. Are they going to be a little frustrating? Yes. Will they require some restarts? Certainly. Doesn't mean all of them are hard. It just means a little frustrating. You can do this. I promise you, you can do this. Next. Missions. Excuse me. So, they give you an extra mission here. Basically, they actually give you a few extra things. You have to super fractor carry wood. That's why you get them so early. The strategy is to do the moments, the showdown, and then the conquest. Because you can do carry wood as the pitcher in your conquest games, by the way. Do that. Um, if you do all the moments, you don't have to super fracture them. Just get them to P4. That's what I did. Uh, if you want to skip a moment or two or three, you can super fracture them. Boom, free 10 points. Bang, you're done. Um, just do them in the conquest. It's simple as that. We're not going to spend any more time on it. The showdown. So, the showdown is a son of a bitch. I don't remember every pitcher. I don't. Uh, you know, let's do this. We'll enter it. We'll just draft the team really quick. I'm not actually going to do this showdown, guys, but I want to effectively tell you how to do this because I'm not a piece of shit. At least I try not to be. So we're just going to go through a team here. I don't care what it looks like. We're not playing any of these. Um, am I going to be able to see every boss, though? No, I'm not. See? That's what you call a waste of time and stubs. Uh, the first one is Zach Greinke. You can beat him. It, it, some of these are veteran, all-star, and then Hall of Fame. Haroldis Chapman, Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson. Those are the last three. Those are on Hall of Fame. Those are really the only ones to give you advice for. Uh, Ryan Helsley was kind of hard. He might have been on all-star. Um, facing a lot of hard throwers. There's no easy way to sugarcoat it. Facing a lot of hard throwers. Be patient. That is the name of the game with this showdown. And I know that's easier said than done. When you... This is a little anecdotal. little story for everybody. When you play games on Legend, you cannot be afraid to strike out looking. Because on Legend, getting the pitch count up is incredibly important. <coughs> Excuse me. When you're facing good players and good pitchers. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm dying on YouTube. Just kidding. Um, be, be patient. Take pitches. Helsley, Chapman, Ryan, and Randy will all walk you. If you strike out looking, it's better than, like, let's say hitting into a double play on a pitch you might have chased for. If it's close, let it go. At least early in the, in the attempt. If you have, like, three outs left, I would suggest maybe... Trying to swing. If you have 20 outs left against Randy Johnson, take that pitch. Maybe it's a ball. The more base runners you get, the lower their confidence gets, which means that they will start leaking pitches over the plate. But also, it means the better chance you have for, like, one good swing to equal two or three runs as opposed to just a solo shot. I am not advocating for you to not touch the controller. Sit in one spot. If I'm facing Randy, I'm sitting fastball up or fastball away. And I'm pounding the shit out of it if he throws at me. If I'm facing Nolan Ryan, I'm sitting fastball up and in, fastball inside, period. And I'm hitting the shit out of it. 
Really just sit fastball on all these fuckers. Don't sit slider, don't sit changeup, don't sit sinker. Fuck those. Throw them away. If they're thrown, don't swing at them. Only swing at the fastball in your spot. If you strike out looking, boo-hoo, we move on. Okay? I know it sounds so, so silly and easy, but just be patient. Another strategy for drafting. Obviously know that you have Chapman and Randy at the end, so have some lefty killers. But I suggest also drafting righty hitters you're comfortable with. For example, Patrick Wisdom, the silver, happened to come up in one of my drafts. If you guys are familiar with my content or my streams, you guys know that if I see Patrick Wisdom in Battle Royale, I draft him no matter what my team looks like. He hits righties well because he has good power, and I drafted him for his lefty killing ability, and sure as shit, this is not fake news, in my Randy Johnson matchup, he hit a pinch hit grand slam. Um, and that tied it at 25 runs, and then I won later on. Draft swings you're comfortable with. Second piece of advice. When you're against Randy Johnson specifically, a little bit Nolan Ryan, but Randy Johnson specifically. This is the situation I was in. I was tied at 25 after that Patrick Wisdom Grand Slam. I got a runner on first a couple batters later. I don't remember how it happened. It was either a single or a walk. I had 18 outs left. With a runner on first. And like power hitters at the plate. I bunted until that motherfucker was standing on third. And then I sack flight of it. Is it a cheesy way to play? Sure. Is it pretty stupid? Yes. But you know what I didn't do? Ground and do a double play and kill my momentum. Just be smart in the showdown. You have a million outs to play with against Randy Johnson. If you want to bunt the motherfucker all the way to third... Do it. Just do it. It, you, it. No one's judging you do it. So just be smart. If you want to try to be a little little nifty and steal a bag here or there, go for it. Um, but the showdown can be done. I promise you. If it's your di most difficult part right now, trust me, I feel you. I understand why it might be. But just be patient. You can do it. Lastly... The Conquest, the Kraken Conquest, or Unleash the Kraken, or whatever stupid shit they called it. The Kraken Conquest. This had 91 packs in it, and some of them were good. So, do it, if not just for the packs. Um, it only had... Four, five, six... It only had seven goals that had to do with turn-based missions. By the sixth turn... I lied. By the ninth turn, you had to have stolen 9 million fans and, like, done a couple little bullshitty things. I didn't restart this map. You don't have to. You don't have to restart this map. Just pay attention to your goals. Always pull up your goals menu or your, your whatever the fuck it's called thing menu on the, the right side of the screen. Yeah, the goals menu with triangle or whatever button this is on Xbox. I don't know. Um, make sure you're paying attention. It's not hard. The conquest is not hard. I played every game on All-Star. I could have played most of them on Veteran. I just don't like playing Conquest on Veteran. Um, it's a little tedious. probably took like five or six hours because it is a big map. You have to play 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 teams. So you got to play half the league. Um, but it's it's easy. You can do it. I promise. I promise. Uh, and 91 packs, guys. It's, it's a ton of stubs. You guys see up there? Hold on at the loading. I have a, over a million stubs. I started Extreme with less than 500k. I made all of... Yeah, I got some good pulls. I pulled the rare round at a home run derby. Sure. So maybe I'm not in a great example. But 
half a million stubs just by doing the extreme conquest or the extreme program because you get packs in the program too. Guys, I understand it can be daunting, but it's it's doable. It's very doable, I promise you. So, if you guys need help, advice, tips, I'm always around. Find me on Twitter. Comments down below. Uh, also, comments down below. <coughs> I'm dying here. Clearly, I gotta end this episode. Comments down below. What do you think of Conquest? What do you think the rewards? Um, do you wish it was harder? Is it still too hard? Um, pause, LOL. What do you think of the rewards? I love Robinson Cano is my one of my favorite players of all time, so that's my favorite card in this in this uh, path here. But Josh Donaldson is stupid good. Chapman is insane, and Kerry's okay. Um, stream Tuesday night, boys and girls, 7 p.m. Eastern time Tuesday night. There will be a stream or two also later in the week. I just haven't figured out my schedule yet, but definitely Tuesday, 7 p.m. Um, and that's it. I'm going to go take an Advil. Uh, love you guys. I'm glad to be back. Looking forward to streaming again, making some more content. Hope you're enjoying the extreme grind or the uh, not as extreme grind. I'll see you guys next week.